Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And for the first time in ages, I'm actually quite organised. And I'm quite organised um, because we've got a tumble dryer being delivered tomorrow, um, which is... Well, there's been some debate about tumble dryers, and I, I, I don't know whether to include this or not, but we are... I was I was told in no uncertain terms um, by Mrs S that that our tumble dryer, which is making a ridiculous noise, didn't tell us anything because it was 15 years old. And then, of course, me being me, I found the receipt and it's actually just over seven, uh, by which point we'd already pressed the button on a new one. But we are getting a a heat pump dryer, which has been a, an, another revelation uh, because I wasn't aware there'd been such change in tumble dryer technology. Anyway, we'll leave all that to one side. Um, I might come back to it at another point in time. In fact, you might get a full review next week. Who knows? In the meantime, let's get started with a little bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> On the subject of random, and I've no how, I've no idea how long this episode is going to last this week because I don't seem to have a lot to say. But then weeks when I don't have a lot to say, they tend to be the longest. So I'll I'll warn you now that I have nothing much to talk about, which means you could be here for a while. Um, but this one is going to be really really quick. The amount of time I am losing at the moment doing circuits of the house to find my glasses is beyond ridiculous. I don't know what has started. I'm normally very good that I can stop for a second and remember where something is. I can actually do that thing. You know, that mind's eye thing that they do on television. I can do that thing where I can just stop for a moment and in my head I can picture where I had something last. And I've literally just five minutes ago done this thing and I've been doing it all week where I'm just going round a cycle of the house in a set order, looking for something and needing three or four laps round before I actually find what I, it is I'm looking for. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, oh, it's your age. It's a middle-aged thing. It's da-da-da-da-da. It's da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, all right, I get that. I get that's Yes, okay, it's fine. And we can all have a little laugh about it. And it's wonderful. And it's great. But it's actually, it's, I mean, look, it's, it's improving my step count. But it's, I'm losing chunks of my day to this at the moment. I mean, the other solution is buying more glasses, and I get that as well. And in the past, I've had up to three pairs of glasses for this very thing. Um, but I now I'm down, I have two pairs of glasses, one for the car, one for the house, and I keep doing this this circuit thing. And as you can possibly tell, at this point in time today, it is winding me up just a little. Tuesday. I've started off this week at quite a frenetic pace, so I need to kind of slow down a little bit because bearing in mind this is supposed to be therapy for me, then I, as much as venting is a, is a, is a, is a good thing to do, um, I don't need to necessarily carry on quite at the rate that I'm going because it probably won't do any favours for my, uh, my blood pressure. Um, I, I could I could rant about the next thing. Um, I'm I, it's it's more a shrug of despair if there is such a thing as a as a shrug of despair. Um, I happened to glance at the the weekend's newspapers and 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 that was all full of stories of the um, the earthquake in Morocco, and there is still a lot of information coming out. Um, with regard to that tragedy, but it is desperately, desperately sad uh, what has what has happened there, and that probably in of itself is is not a 
is not necessarily a climate thing. I mean, it's been 60 years since there's been an earthquake there and you can't necessarily look at climate change and, and suggest that that is a, a, a factor with that. As, as far as I can tell, there might be other signs to it, but as far as I can tell, not. Uh, that just, that just you know, appears to be one of those those natural disasters that we have to we have to live with but the fact that within a week that has been overshadowed by um the floods in libya um and yet at the same time the story that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit has been the fact that we've we've just gone through a, a round of uh, of opportunities for um projects for for UK government projects and there were no bids in for the licenses that were available or whatever the terminology is I'm not quite sure but the fact of the matter is there were opportunities available to, for people to build offshore wind and there's been no bids submitted for any of the opportunities for offshore wind production and the the, the, the you know the people in the space the companies in the space have basically said the government's pitched it wrong and there just is the, the, the way they've done it with what essentially they would, I guess it'll be down to the, to the money that they will pay back ultimately for the energy that's generated and how, how much will be given to get it onto the grid means there's, there's not profit in it. It's getting uh, more and more expensive to, to build offshore wind. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, work involved in putting those, those farms together and the government's basically got its figures wrong. So it, we've missed an opportunity, we missed a, a massive opportunity to get projects going uh, with renewable energy, and yet at the same time we're just we're just hitting stories all the time that talk about the devastation that's being you know wrought on the planet, and also what happens anyway, the kind of things that go on anyway, even even that aren't essentially influenced as much by man i mean there will always be things like earthquakes that they, they, they are going to happen um but with what we're doing to make matters worse and then the fact that we can't actually sort ourselves out to you know to harness the the, the possibilities we've got it is it is frustrating beyond frustrating <laughs> I was really interested to see that Keir Starmer's got embroiled in the whole um, immigration debate, but in a very positive way, in a, in a way that looks like he wants to actually plant a flag in the ground and talk about Labour policy on this particular this particular topic. He's been over in the EU um, and he's been at the, the Hague and he's been wanting to have conversations about how the UK in partnership with the EU can, can do something about what is a continental um, problem essentially it's a, a, a movement of people essentially a global problem but certainly in terms of uh, the flow of people into to Europe to have a proper conversation about about how that can be tackled because obviously since we've left the EU then so many things that are available to us to help say tackle um, you know trafficking gangs aren't available anymore we, we, we're not connected to the same network of um, of mechanisms that bring us the information and the data to allow us to do those kind of things so it was really interesting to see him making making a stance on this point mainly because this is an area you would expect that the Tories would normally do very well this is their backyard this is where they're comfortable throwing throwing out um, you know, jingoistic statements and and being and and the kind of Rwanda type policies and this that and the other plays well to a certain part of their base. I don't get it myself. I don't really understand 
I don't see it as being the issue that everybody says it is, which is the single most issue in the, the important issue in the UK. And if people do think that's the single most important issue in the UK, then I, it makes me want to weep when I think about the public services that have been so terribly underfunded in the last however long and, and why and why we are not almost taking to the streets about the state of things like our NHS and, and, and various other things. But Let's for a minute suggest that that is all secondary and we and we don't really care about those things. And actually, the only thing that we really care about is people coming across the channel in small boats. Then for the Labour leader to think at this point in the cycle, with potentially a year, maybe 15 months to go to an election, that he's he wants to wade into that in a positive way and and have suggestions for how he's going to resolve that problem is really interesting. If he's feeling confident enough to 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 stray into an area where normally he would expect the, the Conservatives to be very safe, then that says something about how they must be feeling about the, the you know the, the the coming year and how comfortable they are. I mean, look, the numbers haven't moved. The numbers aren't moving anywhere, um, and we and we're just about to see what's going to happen in in the by elections to see actually how catastrophic it could be for the Tories in those in those spaces because it's going to take some fairly big shifts to get to you know to get somebody other than a Tory in say Nadine Doris's seat. But we it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and certainly. I was listening to an interview uh, with Peter Kyle, and uh, who's who's managing the uh, the by election for Labour, and he's confident in terms of how well educated the electorate are in that particular constituency, and also how completely they think that the Tories have let them down, uh, and that, and they don't feel they want to give them their vote. So that's going to be really really interesting. Um, that plus where Labour appeared to be. I mean, look, you've got the, you know, you've got a policy that when you've got a policy like Starmer's talking about in terms of cooperation and, and, and potentially sharing some of the some of the burden of migration across Europe, for for somebody like Braverman to say that's, you know, that's betraying our Brexit freedoms, which is absolute nonsense. But if that's where they are, then it, it shows you what little they've got left in that in that particular space. So, yes, quite pleased with that this week. Thursday. I've mentioned before that I am as happy pushing a line marker round a mini soccer football pitch as I am doing most things. It's it's up there in my list of therapeutic things to do. I uh, Aside from the fact that you tend to get line marker on your shoes and a bit of your legs, I do quite like me and my line marker just... just going over the lines and sorting out the pitches for a weekend's games. Um, I seem to be taking the whole marking out of a pitch in terms of the first time you mark out a pitch, is what I've been doing this week, to a whole other level. I've always been quite conscious of trying to make a decent job of actually measuring the thing in the first place and getting it set up the first time round. But this week I went out of my way to employ a little bit of uh, a little bit of Pythagoras to make sure I got all my my corners square. Um, and I've not I don't, normally I cite it. Normally I, I I do a line and I kind of have an idea of, of roughly where forty five degrees is, and I and I do it and I do it that way round. And yet this week I decided I'd take a little bit of extra time, and I'd uh, and I'd, I'd I'd use a bit of the old. 
uh, of the old Pythag and and work out my you know my hypotenuse length and then just double check that actually I was I'd got a, I'd got a perfect right angle. Uh, a couple of things that comes from actually it's quite quite interesting. One is um, I wasn't actually that far out doing it by sight when I actually uh, I mean I know a small amount can can be a large amount in terms of it might look a, a little bit out right near the corner but then it's you know it's a couple of yards out by the time you get to the top but actually it wasn't that far out at all which I was I was really rather I was really rather in, in, impressed by uh, and then the other thing was actually it wasn't actually that complicated I can't understand why I haven't done it before now because that bit of OCD I've got that 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 likes me to get these things as as accurate as I can possibly get them uh was was so much better on on you know on well this morning actually because I did it last night it was so much better today than it has been in the past because I was very very comfortable that that not only were were my corners square but then it just pulled everything else in the you know the penalty boxes were square and everything that was I mean I've got a, I've got a proper routine now for how I do it and it took me it took me two hours just short of two hours to to mark out a seven v seven pitch from scratch from a pe- from essentially a piece of grass to a football pitch and and it's a it's a it's a you know to say it's been done by hand it's not bad at all it's not bad at all in fact and and the thing is I know you can get a robot to do it for you now and that's all fine but it's it wouldn't bring me this you know I'm getting this level of enjoyment i'm i'm I have a warm fuzzy feeling um on on the back of on the back of doing that which you don't get um if you're a robot as far as i can i can tell i don't think ai has got to the stage where a line marking robot has a warm fuzzy feeling but i've definitely got a warm fuzzy feeling when i finish marking out marking out my pitch and do you know what i think i think there's a song I think there's a fastball song called warm fuzzy feeling and if there is i've just decided that's going to be the episode title for this week friday two things for anybody in the uk or anybody thinking of coming to the uk in the next two or three months um because i've been noticing things going on with bits of theater um Noises Off is currently playing in London, which is an amazing uh, play by Michael Frayn. And if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely fantastic and very, very clever. It's funny from the word go, but the the middle section is absolutely hilarious. Um, so that's that's um, in the West End at the moment. But then that is going on the it's going on the road. I know it's playing in Salford. Uh, it'll be playing at the Lyceum in Sheffield, which would be my theatre choice, um, and we'll try and get to see that. That's in that's in November, and I haven't been to the Lyceum for a couple of years. In fact, I'm not sure I've been to the Lyceum since COVID. So uh, I think well, that that's a good reason to get back into a visit to the Lyceum. But Noises Off is is really really spectacular, so well worth seeing. And if you're anywhere around London, you can go and see it in the West End. I think Felicity Kendall's in it in the West End. Then then that should be worth doing. But the other exciting news, and we're now trying to work out if we can make this work, um, and this ties in with last week because this ties in with the Renaissance. 
and I still have some Marriott points left and there might be a possibility of having a night in the Renaissance in December. Uh, and if if we do that, we'll go to the theatre. And if we go to the theatre in December, then it's got to be a Christmas carol. Or it doesn't have to be a Christmas carol, but a Christmas carol is normally high up on the list. And obviously the one I raved on about last year, the one that um, that, that Mark Gattis did, is, is playing again this year. I think it's playing again at uh, Alexandra Palace. Um, and, and that was up on my list of things to go to because I thought I thought it was really great when I saw it on TV. I thought it was fantastic. But the old Vic has got the Christmas car- a version of the Christmas Carol, which has been done by somebody who's been involved in scripts for Harry Potter or something, the films, or whether it's the Fantastic Beast. I'm not quite sure, but somebody who was involved in that has been involved in the in in working on the script for a Christmas Carol. Um, not that he needs to do a lot of working on it, because to be fair, the original's pretty darn good. Um, but it's got Christopher Eccleston in it. So I've never seen Eccleston live, uh, always been a, a big fan of his work. So to see Eccleston in Christmas Carol at the old Vic sounds like a bit of a marriage made in heaven. So that's now that's now become the thing to try and sort before Christmas. That's the thing to look forward to would be, you know, would be that show. Um, there's a few other things kicking around that are quite interesting as well. Pygmalion's on at the moment, which is always worth seeing. Um, and But no, it, I think I think if I can get to Eccleston at Christmas Carol, I think that would really, really sort me out as the kind of the, the Christmas treat. Um, and with that, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a day. Uh, actually, I've, I've, uh, I've not, gone over and done 25 minutes though we are getting on towards a normal episode length so that's not too bad um bearing in mind i really was not quite sure what i was going to talk about i'll post some links to a few of those things uh if you're you know if you're you're interested and certainly worth a look and if noises off is coming anywhere near you then please go and see it and apologies for those of you who i know live out of country because i don't I don't know if Noises Off would travel. There's no reason why it shouldn't travel. Interesting to see if that's ever played in the US. Not quite sure. Um, anyway, um, I hope you're all well. Uh, I, hope, I hope you had a good week. Uh, stay safe. Weather seems to be okay. Enjoy the weekend. And I'll speak to you soon. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.